0: Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat. Coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. I hope you're all doing well. Happy Friday to everybody out there. Hope you're planning on a great weekend, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And I hope it's filled with thoughts of the green and gold and how they're going to dominate 2022. As goodness knows, people need to be thinking about great things right now. want to give a shout out to our partners over at Ticket King. Ticket King has been based in Wisconsin. Since 1992, that's right, 1992, their Green Bay location is just across the street from Lambeau Field on Oneida Street. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and are members of the National Association of Ticket Brokers. Most importantly, they are staffed with experienced, friendly, and knowledgeable folks that can help put groups together and offer advice. And your business is truly appreciated by each and every person at Ticket King. They are also a partner with the local Green Bay businesses around town for tailgate and bus transportation to the games. They are open on game day for last-minute tickets, upgrades, and they even have a drive through window. Check out Ticket King. You can find a link in the description of this video, and you can find it at the homepage of Cheesehead TV. Head to Ticket King for your Packers tickets. Hope you're all doing well. Happy Friday, everybody. Good to see everybody in the comments section. Big B is here. And I believe he's in Milwaukee, judging by his social presence. I believe he's going to the Brewers game today. Hope you're having a good time. Big B, hello to everybody else. Stu, how are you doing? Doxon, Friday, what's up? Michael, what's going on, man? Adam, Ben, Rogers, that. What's up, man? Hope you're all doing well. Popeye's Beef is here. Haven't seen you in a while, Popeye's Beef. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday, wherever you are. (laughs) M, this new time for daily chat is addicting. Well, good. Be addicted to Packers Daily Chat. I don't know. That's my pitch. I hope it works. Nags is on beer early today. There you go. There you go. Good afternoon, Matt. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in. Made it for 3.30. Yeah, it's probably going to be a little earlier on Fridays just because uh, girls are usually en route after I do my radio hit at 4.15. So, got to gotta get it out of the way, so to speak, right? Unless there's breaking news. and like, There's something you know, in season, that's pretty big. I'll obviously hop on, but Irving, first live chat, but I've listened for a while. Well, thanks for making it live, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, showing up, saying what's up. Gary's here. Good morning. Good afternoon. I should say, Gary, hope you're doing well, Sarah go pack. Go. I like that. Mark, it's a beautiful day there. Well, it's a beautiful day here in New York. Sun is shining. Finally, we'd have about two days of clouds and rainy conditions and situations, but Son has come back with a vengeance today. Brandy's always getting us off to a good start with the football questions. Thanks, Brandy. Nags, will Savage play better with better linebacker play? I don't think the presence of another linebacker on the field more often than not, meaning Walker, obviously, is the assumption here. Um, and if they, say, get a better level of play out of him than they did it with Barnes or whoever, or in um, Burks, et cetera. I don't think it necessarily translates to his play directly, but I do think it affords him most likely because of the calls and what he's going to be asked to do to be able to perform with a little bit more consistency, if that makes sense. If only because I don't, I would suspect he's not going to be asked to do as much and as many disparate things as he was probably prior when they were trying to get matchups that they liked and, get him in certain situations that maybe they did feel that the linebacker play wasn't up to snuff in certain aspects. So they asked Savage to do certain things that maybe he wasn't particularly great at. I do think that should help that idea of not, I want to say limiting because they're still going to ask him to do quite a bit, but not having so much kind of mixing and matching with the personnel due to the fact that they will most likely, and that's so far the plan, but you never really know until you get walker and company on the field the plan being you've got those two backers on the field more often than not that should i underline the word should lead to i would think more consistency out of savage which is really what they need right i don't buy this idea that savage took a step back last year or he had a poor season i don't think that's true but i do think he was inconsistent in a way he hadn't been the year before and I think if he can just be consistent and sprinkle in some splash plays, maybe a little bit more aggressive to the ball, ball hawking, playmaking, etc., he make, takes that step forward, especially in the second year in the system where he's got a lot more familiarity. He's got a year under his belt as far as what's expected in certain situations, calls, what have you. I do think having two backers on the field for the majority of the time should lead to that consistency. Now I say all that. Now watch him come out in week one and play him down on the line scrimmage and like the star. Brandy's always cracking skulls. Brandy does not mess around, man. I'm telling you, especially when it comes to defense, she is all in on it. Sunny upstate, two high nags. What's up, Alan? Hope you're doing well. How much does Georgia pay Green Bay to license RG? Corey once said something like $150,000 a year. Any truth to this? Yes. Um, I don't know what the exact amount is. Um, Corey would probably know a lot better than I would in that regard. But this has been written about um on a number of different occasions. I think if I remember right, there's a article on ESPN.com that talks about both Georgia and Grambling having to license the G from the Packers because it is a creation, but you know, Vince Lombardi and another gentleman whose name escapes me at the moment uh, are the ones who invented it. And then, you know, years ago, Georgia did license the G from the Packers and they do have to pay a fee each and every year annually to kind of. Re up, so to speak. Ben, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Whereabouts in London is the dog and duck. It's in Soho, Ben. Uh, there's a bunch of kind of great pubs in the same kind of little area of Soho. Um, highly recommended. I absolutely love it there. Um nice to see Tunyon doing some work at Tight End U. Yes, do. I saw the video that uh I think it was was it uh David Lombardi, Mike Lombardi, somebody put up on Twitter Looking at Tunyon running on the side. And the last note of that tweet was that he is expected to be ready for week one, which is a bold proclamation. And it is something that Bill Huber put out there a couple, I want to say a month ago or or so. Um, So that continues to be the word, apparently, that Tunyon will be ready for week one. Now, is that the agent saying that? Is that Tunyon saying that? Is that the Packers saying that? Because those are three. Very different things. So I'm still going to be approaching with caution slash skepticism on these kind of rumblings about Tunyon being ready for week one until I get to training camp and actually see him running around. And I'll be very, very surprised if he doesn't start on the PUP for training camp. Now, maybe he gets off of the PUP at some point, practices, and is ready for week one. But I'd still, I'd. I'm still going to be very cautious about this one. Uh, Quinn, thanks for the super chat. Happy Friday from Alaska, nags. Hope all is well. What's up, Quinn? Yeah, I know this later start in the afternoons rather than the mornings seems to uh, seems to attract a few more people from uh, the western parts of the old United States. So good to see you tuning in, Quinn. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for the super chat. Appreciate it. Extra cheese on that pizza tonight? Yeah, probably. I'm down with that. Girls, uh, you know, they won't have anything else. No sausage, no pepperoni, none of that nonsense. Just cheese all the time. Irving, thank you for the super sticker. Very much appreciated. Thank you so much. Ramage is here. What's up, Matt Ramage? How you doing, buddy? Hope you got a spotted cow in your future, bud. Hope you have a great weekend. Make sure you check out all of Matt's content, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of it. The man is the master. The master of the socials. Get on it. Good to see you, Rampage. Hope you're doing well, man. You really going to go all the way to London and not go to the game? Yeah, probably. I just want the vibe, man. I just want to hang. I mean, Corey and Rachel will probably go to the game. I I want to hang with people, man. I want to I want to be in a pub. I want to be like hanging out with my my fellow Packers fans across the sea. I go to Packers games all the time. Let people they they can go to the Packers game. That's fine. It's all good. I mean, it's the Giants. Who cares, right? Like if they were playing the Bears or the Vikings, yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably be there with bells on. But like, I gotta see Daniel Jones in person. Like, who cares, right? I can enjoy the game in a pub with you know hundreds of my closest friends just as much as I can enjoy it with eighty thousand of my closest friends at the at the event itself. Mm-hmm. Nags, backup QBs, love have Rappaport with. Second and third string receivers, why can't the Packers bridge that gap? Not really sure what you're asking there, Brandy. Sorry, that one's kind of escaping me. What gap do they need to bridge? You talking about Rodgers? Or are you talking about Love when he was starting? I'm confused as to what the question's about. Where do you see the Packers success, success-wise success five years from now? Ooh, Irving, that's a good question. Um, Really depends on what happens at quarterback. I mean, how many more years is Rogers going to be playing? Is he playing one and done? Is he there for two? Does he play four? Does he play three? Do they draft someone? Does Jordan Love get a chance? I don't know, man. Five years from now. It's like when I talked to Mark Tauscher on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, the GM's job is to look into the future. But if you look more than two or three years down the line, think about how much changes, not even just, Like year to year, but just within a season itself, the rising and falling of certain teams and their fortunes and how they're situated roster wise, and just man, just so much happens. Uh, It's the NFL; it's not for long. So five years from now, man, that is that is that could be a thousand years from now for all I know. At this point, I mean, of course, so much of it swings on the quarterback position in today's NFL. Now that said. I will point out that Brian Gutekunst has spent a good deal of his time as general manager, especially over the last couple of years. While he's been re-signing guys, restructuring contracts, running it back, so to speak, keeping the band together, doing all that, but he's been drafting and acquiring talent in, I would think, some preparation for that switch to having had star quarterback play for 30 years to maybe not having that he's collected a pretty decent group of talent that could make the switch to a more physical brand style of football, a more defensive led type of team. Although they will never admit that that's kind of the thinking, right? Um, you know, and then Matt LaFleur, a lot hinges on his ability once Aaron's out the door and what he can do. We saw what Sean McVay did when he had Jared Goff, who, Albeit was first overall pick, but certainly was not all of that when it came to his actual talent and his ceiling and athleticism, etc. McVay still got them to the Super Bowl. Now they lost, you know, because Belichick had his number as far as what he was trying to do on offense, but McVeigh coached the hell out of him and got him there at least. You know, now clearly he needed to go get Stafford to close the deal this past year, and even then Stafford tried to throw it away, but you know. A good part of this is, okay, do they, like, do they make that transition into a different brand of football? And I'm not, you know, I'm going to sit here and tell you I know exactly what they're going to do, but is certainly going to have to be somewhat different. And will the floor rise to that occasion? I tend to think he will. I think he's a really good fucking coach that is never going to get his due until he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. But that is a big component, right? That's a key part of it. So, yeah, five years from now? Long, 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 long time. Dash, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. Best moment from the Coach LaFleur era. I don't know. Like best is so subjective, right? I will say my favorite moment so far is that victory in Minnesota, his first season. Um in, I think it was December 23rd, late in the year when they clinched the division. That was that was so sweet. And it's not like they haven't had great moments since. They certainly have, but that is probably my favorite so far. I absolutely lost my mind after that game because it was so crazy how, you know, Aaron Jones fumbled and then Rodgers threw an interception. And it, a kind of INT he never throws. And you just thought, man, this, you know, it's always Minnesota. But then they stuck with it. Kevin King got that great interception. They couldn't block Zedarius to save their life. And, you know, the Packers on offense got it together and they won that game. A game that I think most Packers fans Probably thought they were going to lose. i didn 't think they had much of a chance, and they go in there and win that game, and just the joy that we saw coming out of the locker room afterwards, with the all of the North is not enough T-shirts and all that, like that was when it was like, oh, they got something here, especially in the floor and the combo of the floor and Rogers, and yeah, I don't know, man. that was, that was a pretty sweet moment, no doubt about it. Joseph, thanks for the super chat. Aaron, have a great day, my friend. Appreciate you. Thank you, Joseph. Greatly appreciate it. Hope you're having a good Friday, wherever you are, man. Doo, 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 doo. Favorite old British comedy? Yep, it's off season. <laughs> Robin, I love it. I love that Brandy says, Does Shaun of the Dead count? Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize that as old, but I get what you're saying. It's a great, great movie, and it's hilarious. Um, old British comedy, I mean, obviously the gold standard is uh, it's always going to be Monty Python. I think if we're if we're you know being uh, real about it, but I'll also give a shout out to Black Adder, which is always fucking hilarious every time I watch, even though I've seen it a million times. Along with uh, a bit of Fry and Laurie, that's always hilarious. And again, I've got those memorized, and I still laugh at them. Um, and I'll I'll give a way old old school shout out to uh, um the Clive now uh, what is it what are they called. I got to remember this because this is going to bug me because they do a sketch that is one of the funniest freaking things I've ever Peter Cook and Dudley Moore, Dudley Moore does a sketch with Peter Cook. That is one of the funny, and I'm not going to say the name of it because it's very inappropriate, but it is one of the funniest things I have ever heard in my entire life. So email me if you want to know what it is. I'll send you the link, but that's old school British comedy. That is hilarious. Can a GM make NFL Hall of Fame without any Super Bowl wins? Woo, Andrew. Good question. I doubt it. I would suspect not. Maybe as a contributor. Maybe if they did something uh, along the lines of inventing, like, a system or a way of scouting or something like that, maybe the Hall would look at him or her as a contributor, right, in the contributor category and get them into the Hall of Fame that way. But, yeah, I would doubt it. I would tend to doubt it. Uh, Benny Hill Wallace and Gromit's a good one Andrew That is a good one Annie Hall Annie Hall's American Annie Hall is like literally set in New York City And made by a New Yorker Annie Hall? What? Uh, the most talented QB of all time That had his game style revamped by Matt LaFleur I mean, yeah, look, (sighs) there are arguments to be made for and against the idea that Rodgers is, quote, the greatest, right? There's no doubt that you're always going to have Brady Stans talking about, you know, rings with a Z and all that nonsense. But I don't think there's any doubt that Rodgers is one of, if not the most physically talented slash gifted to ever play the position, right? One of the greatest, if not the greatest thrower of the football, I think the only person who's in the combo with him is Dan Marino. Um, and his highs, his, his peaks, like the run-the-table stretch, is better than anything Brady's ever done. You know? But Brady has been great, and I'm talking great with a capital G, consistently, way more than Rogers has been. And Brady certainly didn't like he obviously struggled that last year in New England. Um, but he's certainly shown that he can put it together down there in Tampa with a sporting cast, uh, even at his age. Whereas with Aaron, those last few years under Mike, you know, it didn't look like it was headed in a great direction. And it's certainly, and I don't think there's any, you know, it's not a mystery. Rogers himself gave Matt LaFleur a shout out at the MVP award ceremony this past year talking about what it meant to be working with him and how he was very much part you know, of this award. I think Aaron's under no illusions. Like, Matt, yeah, absolutely came in and I want to say resurrected his game because I think that's a bit dramatic, but he certainly helped him turn it around. And it's not unlike what McCarthy did with Favre. That's the funny thing. Remember, man, under Sherman, towards his end especially, Favre was throwing, like, he was back to, like, near 20 interceptions a year. Where then Mike came in and got him settled down a little bit, play within the structure of the offense, a new offense. He had to learn new terminology. And I think, you know, LeFleur does deserve a lot of credit for that. No doubt about it. Absolutely. Are they going to cover the entrance to the underground parking lot like Batman coming out of his secret lair at Lambeau? <laughs> Complicated. That's great. <laughs> yes, is the answer. 100,000%. Of course they are. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, golf done. Love the afternoon, Nags. What's up, Oz? How you doing, bud? Hey, You're awake. It's good to see you, brother. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're going to have a fantastic weekend, whatever you're up to. Vincent is making his first trip to Green Bay in November for the Cowboy game. Can't wait. That's a good game to be at, dude. Have a great time. That is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think scheming the wide receivers open rather than winning one-on-one helped more than anything. That's true, Brandy. I think there's some validity to that, especially in the red zone where he, Aaron has talked about having, like, easy throws to make with a wide-open tight end or running back out of the backfield where he just has to, like, make a simple toss to a wide-open dude. Um, No, obviously, that's just not automatic. You know, a lot of work goes into that. And what people, when they talk about that, right, the quote-unquote scheming wide receivers open, The quarterback still has work to do on those plays as far as his drop, his reads, his adjustments pre-snap and what he's reading post-snap, but the quarterback's still doing work and the coach and the coaches are still responsible for helping him do that work. So while it's true, yes, the offense, this scheme in particular, yes, has a thousand percent helped in regards to getting guys open in whatever that broad generalization term, whatever you want to call it. Um yeah, no doubt. Absolutely. But the quarterback is still working and he's still doing things that he wasn't doing at the end of McCarthy's tenure. No doubt about it. That t-shirt is nice. Thanks, Sherman. You can find it on the store. Cheesehead TV. Wide receivers, Golden Retrievers, family of Beavers, don't care. Packers still dropping 30. Although now in the store, just so we don't get accused of false advertising. It now it says Green Bay still dropping 30 because Packers came after us about having Packers on the shirt. So you can get that at the uh, Cheesehead TV store. Just go to cheeseheadtv.com, click on store, and it'll be taken to our merch shop. You can get it right there. Or if you go below this video on YouTube, you'll see a link, kind of a shelf with a number of our merch items there, and you can go there and find it that way. All right, everybody. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out and talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor and hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go. <laughs>